You're listening to Run With The Bulls, a podcast discussing a unique approach to everyday finance with everyday people. Run With The Bulls is sponsored by Mentoro, a financial wellness company. Now, your hosts, author Danny Kofke and the royalty of financial wellness, Whitney Queen. My name is Danny Kofke, and I'm a motivational mentor with Mentoro. I'm joined by the president of Mentoro, Whitney Queen. Hey, Whit. Hey, Danny, and hello to all of our listeners. Shake it off indeed. So, Danny, most important question I have ever asked you, I think. Let's see. I wonder what it could be. Are you a Swifty? <sighs> well, I will say, as the father to two teenage daughters, um, she's pretty popular in the Kofke house, and I do know a few of her songs. I guess I am a Swifty. I guess, you know, so, so yes, I am. And just to prove it to you, Wit, I think I may sprinkle in a few more during this episode. Oh, boy. Mm-hmm, I mm-hmm. knew you were trouble when you walked in. Huh. Yes. Do you know that one? Uh, I do. I do. And I liked how you did that. So uh, I'm impressed you came up with something other than a blank space. <laughs> Gosh, okay. So before we get too far off course, let's talk about haters. Yes. Yeah? Mm -hmm. It seems now more than ever, they are everywhere. Anytime you do something just a little bit different, it seems like they come out of the woodwork. I know you have some pretty interesting stories, Danny. Any chance you can share some? Yeah, this is kind. Of, this will be fun. This will be fun. Um, so I've, I have some pretty fun ones to share. But before jumping in, I'm going to give you a little background. So, and I've talked, you know, before some of my story. But back in 2005, I don't. I was a first grade teacher. I had a vision to write a book. I don't know why. Just uh, that time, we just had Ava, Tracy, and Ava were out of town, and I guess you know, either I guess go out and get in trouble, or go to jail, or stay home and write a book. So I chose to stay home and write a book. No, I, I I really don't know what prompted me, but I did. So I sat down, wrote a book. Um, you know, at that time, I was a first grade teacher making about forty thousand dollars a year. Tracy uh, was a stay at home mom with Ava. People were like, "Hey, you should write a book. Kind of share your story. Um, show us how you're doing what you're doing." So. That's kind of what started it. No clue, you know, what was going to happen. Okay, so it seems like now almost anyone can write a book. I hate to even say that, but, you know, um, for for lack of a better uh, example here, there are many different ways to publish one. In fact, when you include self-publishing, close to 4 million new books are published every year. It's not insane. I mean, I I knew there were a lot of books, but I didn't know it was 4 million. That's, wow, that's a lot. That's a lot. It is. And even though there are a lot of authors publishing books, most authors don't sell many. The typical self-published author sells about five copies of his book. Mm. In addition, the average U.S. book now sells less than 200 copies per year and less than 1,000 copies over its lifetime. 
Yeah. Yikes. Yeah. But when you look at it, I mean, when so many four million new books, I mean, that, right. that's it, a lot you know, to read. Right. So, I mean, and, and, you know, now the opportunities to get your thoughts out there, they are pretty much unlimited. But when we go back to 2005, so rewind a little bit, the publishing industry was different. And to have my first book come out, I had to pay almost $4,000 up front. So it was, you know, a good amount. Once again, Tracy was staying at home, a lot of thought, prayer, and thought, you know what, this is an opportunity. Let's just give it a shot and see what happens. Okay. So that's a, a pretty hefty amount, especially knowing kind of what you guys were going through at that time uh, and just living off your teacher salary. Yeah, and, and it was. But with the opportunities that arose because of this book, and we talk about it when we do, you know, talks and in papers and in our bite-sized learning, all this stuff. One reason that we want to build that savings account is to take advantage of opportunities. So, you know, for me, because we were able to do that, it was probably the greatest investment I have made so far. Yeah, that's pretty impactful. And I know ultimately that's how I met you and how you ended up here. We've talked about that before, but that's a, that's another good thing to point out. Yeah. So it was a good investment for you too. <laughs> I mean, imagine, thank you yes, for yes, making see, that investment. Yes, way back in 2005, just <laughs> I was, I was thinking of you, you were probably in eighth grade or something like that, but you know, close. <laughs> I don't even just do it out there. No comment. No comment. No comment. All right. All right. All right. So I published this book and it was released in October of 2007. So do you remember something else that happened around this time, October 07? I do, unfortunately. Um, and that would be the housing crisis and the Great Recession. Correct. Yep. Correct. So, you know, for me, I was in the right place at the right time. So here was a school teacher raising his family. And by the time this book was released, we added another daughter to the mix doing it on my teacher's salary. So some interview requests started coming in. Now, you would think that since all I was trying to do was help people, I would receive nothing but positive feedback. Mm, something tells me. You and I both know this usually is not the case, right? Mm -hmm. So coming up after the break, some of the love notes that you received. Like what you are hearing on Run With The Bulls? Want a little more? Visit MyMentoro.com and use organization code RUNWITHTHEBULLS to set up your free account today. Welcome back. On this episode, we are discussing haters, especially when you step out and do something different. Danny, I know you mentioned you had some. Let's hear what you got. Okay. So up first, we have Eddie. So I mentioned during the Great Recession, I started getting some media requests to share my story. And I was lucky enough to appear on Fox Business a number of times. One of the shows I was interviewed on was Varney and Company. Here is what Eddie thought of my appearance. 
Quote, you are being cited for the excessive use of the empty phrase, you know, when you appeared on Varney and Company on November 17th. (laughs) (laughs) So that's it. That's that was what they had to say. Yes. Yes. So and I'll get a little deeper. So I might add that in order to find my email address at this time, you had to do some searching. So like once again. First grade teacher, I mean, just had this book on the side. So I had this cheap website. It was like a blogspot.com. I mean, and I'm not a tech person. You know that. So like on on the blog page was my email address. And it wasn't even like a Gmail. It was like something really great. Like you actually had to do a little work, take the time to look at it, copy and paste it and put in an email. So yes, he decided to just reach out to me to let me know that. Did you respond? Well, you know, I I was actually, I was lucky enough to be invited. So I guess, you know, Fox Business like me, they invited me back on a month later and I shared this little note with Eddie. Said, hi, Eddie. I hope this note finds you well. I was back on Fox Business and remembered your message about using you know and think I did a much better job this time. Here is the link. Shared it with them. I said, thank you for your concern and letting me know. Merry Christmas. (laughs) (laughs) All right. All right. Well said. Nicely done. Did you get a response? (laughs) I did. I did. So Eddie wrote me back, and here's what Eddie had to say. This appearance was quite an improvement. However, five you knows were counted. People who use the phrase are not aware of its use since it's used as a pause as their mouth catches up to their thoughts. Further, people that use the phrase also, like you, start a sentence with I mean, but will never write either. Now I am currently starting a war war on here's the thing. My work will never be done. <laughs> How amazing is that? Eddie, buddy. Mm-hmm. We need to get you some new hobbies. Oh, boy. Yes. But like, I I got that. It just it made me laugh. Like, this guy sat there and watched me and like counted how many times. I mean, and I'm sure I said I know. I mean, it was one of those things, one of my first interviews, whatever. But like, you wanted to take the time out of your day to find my email and let me know. Like, come yeah. on, man. Get a job. Like, you, do something. You really got under his skin, you know? <laughs> I mean... <laughs> <laughs> Lovely. Also, uh, I had an experience similar to that when it was my first job and it was a sales job and I was going through role play, which every person who's been in sales has had to do this and it's just ugh, it's brutal. so brutal because you're like, that person's not going to say that. You know, you're reading a script. It's very obvious. Mm-hmm. And we were having to do it in front of our entire team. And I was the youngest person on the team. So I'm like, there are all these seasoned salespeople who have been on the same team for years. And here's this new girl, not to mention from Alabama when we're, <laughs> you know, up in New York. Uh. So I was like, okay, here we go. Well, my nervous tick was great. So after every response that, you know, my manager would say, I would say, great great Mm -hmm. you know and it actually was um i'm not a big fan of his but it actually was something helpful for me to know that i had that little idiosyncrasy that i didn't know i did right and i did too and like i honestly i did keep it in mind i'm like okay but there's times i mean it's just one of those things you're on tv you're not really i mean you're nervous you're sweating i mean so but yeah Yeah. thanks eddie and i did wish him merry christmas though so i try yeah hopefully hopefully he celebrated i mean that could have offended him too i guess but i mean danny come on i know i know oh well (laughs) 
So I know you had more than that. You you're so lucky. You've had uh, multiple haters. I have, so I have. Uh, so tell me who's next. <laughs> okay. So uh, so over time, I decided to write a second book. So I was fortunate enough to have some success with the first one. So this book, a simple book of financial wisdom, came out in September of 2011. And with some of my past media appearances, I actually had some pretty neat people endorse it, like Juan Williams from Fox News, Pat Robertson from the Seven Hunter Club, and former Georgia Senator Johnny Isaacson were a few. Well, Don was not impressed. He wrote, and once again, found my email, and he informed me of this. Danny, I purchased two of your books on Amazon, $24 plus shipping. I find it to be an absolute piece of trash. How much did you pay for the endorsements? I thought it would be some real information to give my son and grandson, but instead they will go in the recycle bin. You are a ripoff artist. What the? <laughs> no. Yes. Yes. That's yeah. so rude. I know. I mean, at least he recycled. I mean, so he didn't <laughs> hurt the environment. He's helping the planet. He, that, that's what he was doing. I yes, mean. Yes, I know. I know. In this day and age, especially if you bought it on Amazon, just go and leave your thoughts. Oh, I've had the, some of those too, but I know. But, but you know what I mean? Like, why go out of your way to say something rude and mean to someone? I, Just if you feel like that's a ripoff and you want to save people the money, then you put your thoughts there and you let people read that and make their decision on their own. I know. Why go out of the way? Yeah, I will never get that. I, but, you know, and this were, of course, when I got that email, I mean, I'm joking about it now, but it does hurt. I mean, I spent eight, nine months of my life writing this book, and once again, I'm trying to help people like right. I didn't put I didn't criticize anybody there's nothing in there that I put anyone down like I'm just trying to help and like for you to take the time to do that you know I think I emailed him back I'm like look here here's how you can get a refund I'm sorry you didn't like it but like because of course I want you to like my I mean like that's why yeah. I wrote it I didn't write it and we'll get into how much money you, well you know you don't make much off writing books so it wasn't going to happen so like yes it hurts but you know, over time, I guess I have thick skin and you got to when you put yourself out there. But like, yeah, I think a lot of times in some of these things, it says a lot more about the person writing it than it does about me. At least that's yeah. kind of the way I look at it. Well, I think that's why they're called haters. Yes. But, you know, it's, it's also that phrase, no good deed goes unpunished, mm -hmm. unfortunately. Yes. Well, I mean, I have to say, despite that one being kind of unsavory, this is pretty fun. So... Any more? Yes, yes. Okay. okay. So I, I am, you know, I'm glad you do find this entertaining. And now, years later, it is for me too. But um, but once again, I was fortunate to be in the right place at the right time. And my story resonated with some reporters. And I was actually featured on Yahoo.com's homepage in a story about living off $40,000 a year. It was like the number one story. Our picture was there. So kind of cool. But as you can imagine, this article brought out some fun comments. In fact, it had almost 6,000 comments on it. Six thousand? You went mm. viral. Yeah. Uh, it, I mean, yeah. in a way, it was. It was, you know, kind of cool. Yeah, uh, that's pretty awesome. So I'm assuming of the six thousand, there had uh, to be some good ones uh, in yes, there. Yes. Yeah. So, so this article it showed a picture of my family. Oh, I know this one. And one comment said, "One of the reasons he is able to do well with little money is because he is married to an Asian." And Asians are usually frugal. <laughs> now, Whitney, you have met Tracy. And does she appear Asian to you? <laughs> I'm not lying. <laughs> oh, my God. Yes. She, she does not. No. no you know, no. and also, like, that's a strong stereotype, dude. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you basically, you, you, yeah, two people you just, like, right off the bat. Yeah. Yeah. 
Yahoo, great place. So here's another one I got in the comment. It's great. Try living on $19,000 a year, not $40,000, and see if you can still do what he says. I didn't agree with what he said only because he makes $40,000 a year. Please, if I had that much to live off of, yeah, I would be able to live like him. My husband works hard, and he is a guard, and he makes only $11 an hour. By the time taxes, medical, union dues, and 401k of Social Security are taken out, his take-home pay is around $500. Try living like this, then write a book and tell us how you did. And we have two kids. Mm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Maybe she should write a book. I mean, Perhaps. well, yes. So getting to that, yeah. Speaking of books, this, uh, so they think that. Yes, 100%. So there was, you know, more. This is a good one, too. So when my first book came out, I had short hair. Like, I just had a buzz haircut back then. It was just easier to maintain. I decided now my hair has grown out. I let it grow out a bit. So in some of my early media appearances, my hair was short. Well, after I let it grow out, one person suggested I made a lot of money from book sales and got hair plugs. <laughs> now, <laughs> now, now wait, you see me sometimes bring my peanut butter and jelly sandwiches for lunch, and you have ridden in my Kia Optima. Do I look like someone who would pay for hair plugs? <laughs> no, that is, I mean, really? <laughs> I mean, really? yes, yes. No, you don't. No. Just to be clear, yes. you don't. No. You have a great head of hair. <laughs> I'm blessed. So no hair plug. It doesn't even and look. And the, the hair on my face right now is real, too. So it's not, no, you know, a fake. No, facial hair. No, it's well, all real. Good. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, so yeah. So, so we talked about book sales, too. So speaking of book sales, here's another comment. $40,000 a year plus book sales equals $250,000 a year. So um, a little bit about book sales. So I will say, so one of my books, I probably will say The Wealthy Teacher. That's one of my latest ones. It retails, I think it's like $15. If that book sells on Amazon, personally, I pocket 80 cents. <laughs> yes, 80 cents. Publisher gets their share, Amazon. So 80 cents. So there, I mean, I would have to sell a lot of books to make $250,000 a year on book sales. So yeah, I was just about to say, like, I was never really strong at like algebra or whatever it was where you had to f- solve for X, mm-hmm. but I can tell you that's a, that's a pretty, the, the math ain't mathin. No. I mean, maybe I if mean, I wrote 50 shades cents? of finance, you know, something like that. Yes. But the books, unless you're a big time author, but that's when you go back and you look how many books, you know, you don't have many book sales. So, you know, people think that, oh, you're an author, you make all this money. I mean, yes, some do. Of course, yeah. but I mean, what, 2% of books sell more than foreign or, co- or whatever it was. So like, no, most people that write books don't make that much money. Yeah, so. yeah. No wonder, I'm like thinking how much Amazon's taking. I'm like, no wonder Bezos is- oh, That's why he can fly to the moon and have, around rock- on a yeah, mega yacht. Yeah, have yeah. rocket ships and stuff. Yeah, so, so, yeah. Man. so just once again, you know, you just look at all these things that come in. So and we're going to get into after the break kind of- you know, why we're talking about this and kind of talking about my story a little bit. I just happen to have some haters, you know, do that. But we don't want you to get discouraged when the haters happen. And they probably will. Yeah, of course. That's a that's a part of life. But as enjoyable as this is, it's time for a break. When we return, why you may get mocked when you make a change. Connect with us on social media. Search at Mentoro Group on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and LinkedIn. You are somebody that I don't know. 
But you're taking shots at me like it's Patron And I'm just like, damn It's 7 a.m. Say it in the street, that's a knockout But you say it in a tweet, that's a cop-out And I'm just like, hey Are you okay? And I ain't trying to mess with your self-expression But I've learned a lesson that's stressing and obsessing About somebody else's no fun On this episode, we have been discussing haters. Now, there is nothing wrong with criticism that can help you improve and grow. We actually were just talking about this, you know, before we went on air uh, mm-hmm. about that. But some of what I've been sharing was not that. Whenever I receive hate, I keep this quote in mind. To avoid criticism, say nothing, do nothing, be nothing. Mm, I love that. Anytime you put yourself out there, you will most likely receive some sort of negative reaction. Right. Um, And more likely than not, the criticism has nothing to do with you. Your actions may strike a chord in someone and that makes them feel bad about themselves. Yes, that's so true. It's it's like a ripple effect Mm -hmm. sometimes. Um, There are two ways to boost yourself. Make a change or put someone else down. Making a change often requires work. And that's sometimes hard. So naturally, you can see which one becomes the more comfortable choice. Yeah. I mean, putting someone else down requires nothing but writing a comment. And I think it really struck me when I I remembered something that kind of went viral. It was, gosh, I don't remember the year. It was like 08, 09 when Tiger Woods got caught doing what he did and was going through divorce. And, you know, it was a big scene and no one knew where Tiger. So many people were like making fun of him and his wife. And I thought, this is a real life family. Like, these are real people. Like, his wife caught him doing something bad, and you're making fun of that. So, like, how would you feel like if, you know, you're a celebrity, and you looked at Justin's phone, and you saw some bad, and then, like, people were making fun of you? Like, this is, these are real people that have real feelings that said, I do forever, and messed up. And then people are like, oh, ha, ha, ha. Like, how does that make your life any better? Because he cheated on his wife, and I don't know. It just, like, that was, yeah. like, one of the first ones. Like, God, people are so mean. Like, yeah. That's tough because I feel like sometimes when you're in the public eye, you have a different level of responsibility and how you uphold and behave mm-hmm. behave yourself because you are in the public eye. Right. But at the same time, I think that brings a lot of pressure. Yes. And you're like hyper criticized all the time. And I just can't imagine the mental and emotional toll that takes. I would, I'm such a private person. I can't imagine if something like that for Justin and I played out. Right. In the world. And, we're and then all, all the people, my instantaneous response would be like, who asked you? Exactly. Who asked you I mean, for your opinion? I mean, we're humans. I mean, it happens. I mean, we talked about it a couple months ago. We watched that Hillsong documentary. So you have someone, yeah. you know, a priest. People mess up. We're all humans. But then like, I don't know, just like to make fun of other people. It's almost like social media has to, like we're hiding behind this. We don't really have friends. So we just say what we want. We just think of people as like just objects without feelings. It's right. just, yeah, horrible. Well, yeah, because you can do it. Anonymously, you can do it as Dancer Girl Seventeen, and nobody knows yes. that that's you know yes. Danny Kofke. Yes. So, so what does this have to do with finances? I mean, we are a personal finance show, right. so we right. talk about hate and stuff. So, let's say you hang out with some people who aren't so good with money, and then you decide, hey, I'm going to do better. Mm-hmm. 
these people may start mocking and making fun of you probably because they are not willing to make the same change. Right. So if you, this is you, try to focus on the positive things that will happen when you are in charge of your money. And maybe over time, these same people will see a change in you and want to do the same. Right. You can in turn be the leader or an influence. Right. And they probably will. You know, it is hard because once again, it's hard to make a change. So if you are, you know, you're used to going out and being the person that's that free spirit, you're blowing money every Friday and Saturday night, you're going shopping, you're doing whatever. If you make that change, you probably will face some heat from your friends or people that you think are your friends at the time. Yeah. Of course. I mean, I have several examples of where that's happened for me personally. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it's tough to to be in that position. And it's hard to say no. And you don't want to feel like you're left out. And, you know, when things really started to ramp up with this, with Ventura, mm-hmm. and I was traveling a lot, I had a lot of friends that were questioning that, like, right. where are your priorities, Whitney? You know, you should be here. You should be you know, all the stereotypical right. things that I, as a woman, air quote, should, should be doing, right. you right. know? And so those things, it, it is tough, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yes. I mean, with any change, if you hang out with people that are, are overweight and you start exercising, guess what? They're probably going to be. So once again, it's more, a lot of times it's about a reflection on the people that are saying that to you than it is on you. And then, you know, when it comes to finances, something I have always lived by is that if people who have no money are making fun of me, then I'm on the right path. I mean, I think, you know, if my high school shop teacher, which I don't even know, do they have shop anymore in high school? They probably do, I guess. I hope so. Yeah. But like if my high school shop teacher had two fingers missing, do you think I would like follow his advice on like, hey, let's use the saw today. Yeah, I'm probably not going <laughs> to watch how you do it. And a lot of us do that with our friends, our broke friends that have no money. We're going to listen to them and think, okay, this is how I should behave with money. No, nah, I'm going to do the complete opposite. Mm -hmm. That's a very good point. But do keep this in mind. If you get some grief from people who you thought were friends, because, you know, I guess be able to make that decision yourself. Yes. Yes. And just focus on something positive. You know, um, if once again, like, look at your, okay, I'm going to have more money. I'm going to have to say no here, but this is why I'm doing it. And yes, people aren't going to be happy with you or some may not because they don't want to make the change either, even though they know they should. Mm -hmm. So you just have to keep that in mind. And I will end this episode with a happy thought. I know I went over all my hate notes, but, you know, I mentioned some of the negative responses I received. However, for every one negative message, I did receive 10 positive ones. I mean, there were, I I do have a lot of positive emails that kind of get me going. Um, But a majority responded well to what I was saying. And in fact, I have, here's a letter that I still have and I keep it in my wallet because it was one of the, the, the most meaningful things I've ever gotten an email. And this was written, so this was from December 27th, 2007. So shortly after my book, so I still keep mm-hmm. it. Says, hi, Mr. Kofke, my name is Carmen. I'm a family and consumer science education major at the U- at University of Georgia, so go dogs. I am terribly nervous about becoming a teacher and I have debated changing my major several times, but the calling is there. I know this is the right profession for me. Every time I see my father, he attempts to convince me to be a doctor or a lawyer. I've tried to tell him that if you are smart about your money, you can survive on a teacher's salary, but I was still so scared inside. However, as soon as I saw your book in the Athens Banner Herald, I knew I had to have it. I just finished reading it, and I felt the need to find a way to contact you. First, I just want to thank you for giving me this invaluable information. And second, I was wondering if your wife is still a stay-at-home mom. 
I'm in awe of your story and I would appreciate any advice you can offer. I hope to do as well as you have in my future. Both of my parents struggle financially and I've always attempted to be smart with my money. I sincerely hope to use your book to be more knowledgeable in my future and I think you should know that you have made an impact. Thank you. So I so any of those negative comments that would come in, I'm like, you know what? Maybe this I don't know what happened to her. I she hopefully became a teacher, but you know, for me that's kind of what keeps me going. Like I've mentioned before, it's hard to get hate. Like it really, it, it struggles. Like people are really mean nowadays, it seems like. And yeah. we see it, you know, with our country, we're divided. But like just, you know, when you go along, try, I mean, for me, try to be nice to people first off, no matter where you are. Try to be kind, have compassion for people. But then take those good things as well. Don't let the haters keep you down. Like Taylor Swift would say, shake it off. And just if you're moving in the right direction, keep going. Yeah, I love that. Um, I I would love to get Carmen talking to Eddie and Don and all right. the other jerks. Maybe she can rub off on them. Probably but that's really, not, but <laughs> no. she rubbed off on me. So that's, yeah, yeah, exactly. That's really, really fantastic. And I would agree that is a great way for us to wrap this episode on a positive note. Please check us out on social media. We're at all your usual places. And if you ever have an idea for a topic you'd like us to cover, feel free to email us at podcast at Danny, thank you for chatting. And thank you all for listening. Catch us next time as we run with the bulls. Run with the bulls is sponsored by Mentoro and hosted by Danny Kofke and Whitney Queen. Learn more by visiting mentorogroup.com.